When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep, go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing, not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to the Morally Corrupt Show on the Ringer Reality TV feed. I am Chelsea Stark-Jones coming to you on our Thursday episode. I got the honor to speak with Dr. Nicole Martin and Gertie from Real Housewives of Miami. We talk about all the drama that they went through this season with Alexia and Larsa, the Amex, the mirror, but we also, you know, get to know a little bit about how they're doing in their personal lives with their husbands and and their fathers. So it was a really fun interview. They're two great girls that we love here on Morally Corrupt and look forward to seeing more of them on Real Housewives of Miami. So stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Oh my gosh, you guys, we are here with Dr. Nicole Martin and Gertie Abrera. I am so excited to speak with the both of you guys from Real Housewives of Miami. This is your second season on the show. It's the fifth season overall of Miami. What has been the biggest difference for you from your first season, your rookie season to your sophomore season? I mean, for me, it's been a huge shift because, you know, my season one, which is really season four, I was more in this professional zone trying to help Alexia plan her wedding. And so you saw most of the time me just kind of like working that out with her and all that stuff. So, you know, I feel like I'm so happy now that this season you get to see a social Gertie more, more than the professional one, because it's, it's two different kind of persons in a way when I put on my professional hat, than when I wear my social party girl hat. So I'm excited that they get to see me more at home and more of me being just Gertie on a daily basis. So it's exciting. Yeah. And what about for you, Dr. Nicole? For me, I've never done anything like this before. Last season was my first time ever being in front of a camera. And, you know, you're, you're very aware of the cameras there, you know, so it's a little bit uh, uncomfortable maybe in the beginning, right? It's kind of hard to just let loose and completely be genuine and authentic because you're a little censored, right? You're like, Oh my God, these cameras are here. And you're kind of in, in shock or in awe. And definitely by season two, you kind of have forgotten that they're there. You feel a lot more comfortable, natural. And so I, I think that you get a better glimpse at who we are genuinely as the seasons progress, because you're more comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I enjoyed both of you guys your first season and I enjoy both <laughs> of you now. So you guys are naturals. But I've been hearing a lot in, in the press and in some interviews that you guys feel there's a, a clear divide within the group between the OGs that started the franchise and the newbies, you guys and Julia. And I guess maybe even Kiki might be considered in that too. Can you explain to me a little bit, like, where do you feel like this divide comes from? Why do you feel this way? What's behind it? Well, I think that we're the first franchise where you see that there's actually a comeback from a canceled, you know, franchise. So you see this kind of like reboot and the, their perception may be like, Oh, we're back on again, but there's really a completely restructuring of the players of the, the battlefield, quote unquote, like everything changes. And so I feel like they may not have treated us as if we were on the same playing field from the beginning. And I, I sense that, I think Nicole sense that you say something, what you say makes perfect sense to everybody. But for some reason, 
it's kind of like, oh, it's dismissed, it's dismissed. And so when that happens a few times and, you know, and you're treated in a way where you feel like, why am I not being treated equally like everybody else? And why does my voice is doesn't matter as much as other people's voice? It becomes frustrating. And I was I, I grew up in a way where I had to always adapt. And so for me, this is my trigger. Anytime I feel like there's a hierarchy sense or there's a pecking order and I feel like I'm being not seen, that's when you get to see Gertie on another level because I just can't, I can't accept that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I should and nor should I, should I, you know? Yeah, I agree. Nicole, does does that all ring true to you too? Yeah, I mean, I think that Gertie and I and Julia, I mean, the newbies, we all came on the show very open and willing to be friends with everybody. We were not like, oh, we're the new girls, we're better. We didn't come with any preset notions. I think we were always very kind to everyone. I know that I've never personally come for anybody in the two seasons, but it's like, they just had their like walls up. And I'm not sure if it's like Gertie said, you know, they, they were like, this is our show. And you guys are like walking into uncharted territory. I'm not, I don't know, you know, and I don't want to speak on their behalfs, but we definitely felt it. Like, you know, we're mm-hmm. all of us felt that we were we weren't given the same voice. You know, we were constantly shut down when we did try to talk. There's like a chip on the shoulders of some of these women. And I just feel like we weren't given a fair chance from the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, Nicole, I, I loved I think it was this past week's episode when you guys were in the Bahamas saying, you know, we're better together. And I mean, that's true. Like, I, I, I hate the clicks and stuff like that within these shows. And, and it, it definitely helps things move along better when we don't just like stay to our corners and but agree with everything. How much fun do we have on that? Like, you see how amazing <laughs> it is. Like, when we're together, all of us, and it's like, that, that you know, slide, where that water slide with Alexia, that's so much <laughs> fun. Alexia all the time. I loved it. It was so genuine and like raw and like, just we had the best down. time. It was Love so it. much fun. That first day in the Bahamas, honestly, was so much fun. Even so playing dumb games at dinner. Like we laughed. It was, it was yeah. great. Yeah. And then like, it really makes you wonder like, who are the rift creators in the group? Because mm-hmm. when you take certain OGs out of certain environments and you put them with the newbies on their own, they blend fine and we get along and we have yeah. great, t- a great time. But sure. then someone comes in and like kind of like creates chaos in the group and then the line gets drawn again. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say I was definitely a part of team Sex and the City Girls. I <laughs> I would have loved to have gone on the water slide. I would have tried flamingo yoga, but it also seemed a little scary. <laughs> but Gertie, you mentioned off the top, we see a different side of you this season. Last season we saw, you know, you working, you being an event planner. But this season we got to see a lot more of your home life, which was exciting. Tell us a little bit more about like what's going on with you and Russell. You you had that talk with him on the beach, like how are we improving? And, and even with your boys, like being a boy mom, what, what's home yeah, life for no, Gertie like no right more, now? No more shutting down at night. I mean, and he meant it in the, in the way of like, you know, when you come home, you drop your bags and you just kind of want to like relax and not mm-hmm. proactively be like, Hey guys, family game night. It's kind of like, I got complacent as a mother and as yeah. a wife, I think, you know, so I think that in seeing Lisa struggle and trying to keep and maintain her relationship, it struck a chord where I came home and I'm like, Oh, like, are we good? Because Russell wouldn't have said anything. So the show actually helped us tremendously because he on front of the camera spoke his piece and truth. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I had to listen. And so from there is where you see this development of us kind of like working, working it out until t- today better than ever. And it's been 27 years together. And I said, we still look at each other. Like, I can't believe we're still in love. I can't believe we're doing it. We're so, <laughs> so we we're, we're humbled about it and we, we work hard. It's work. It is not easy, you know? So it's, it's fun, but I love it. I mean, I, 
I even see it in Gertie, right? Like, yeah, she's all, she's always been a workaholic, but like, yeah. you can see that now she's like, you know what? Like, yes, yeah. I have to go to New York for work, but you know what, Russell, come with me. Along. And yeah, she was with Russell the, uh, last week in New York and they were together. And then yeah. it was like my son's birthday. Who's my, he's four, but Gertie was like, you know what? Miles loves dinosaurs. So like, I'm going to do, let's go. We're going to like <laughs> yeah. go to Grayson's birthday. So like, even as a friend, I can see the differences that Gertie's making. And it's like, it's nice to see like, that she, you know, she's prioritizing them. Not that she never she did. Like, called me out on it. And, and now that he's out there, like I want to be called out when I forget to do something. So that's really nice now. He's, I, I'm held accountable to, to continue to perform, you know? So I, I'm glad. I love it. I love that. No, it also just shows like what a healthy relationship looks like and, and how to compromise within marriages right, and marriages right, right. and why you guys are married for and have been together for 27 years. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it is. And something else, Nicole, that you do on the show that I deeply appreciate is I I have a absent father in my life and my, or my biological father, I have a great stepdad, but my biological father is not present in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really love how open you are and honest you are about the relationship with your dad. Where do things stand with you guys today? Like Gertie says that she's thankful for the show pointing out kind of like, you know, maybe some of the shorter comings in her relationship with at home. I think it was the same with me and my dad. I probably would have never addressed issues with my dad had it not been for the show kind of pushing you to kind of acknowledge the, you know, these issues. And I think me and my dad are in a much better place now than we were two years ago because we've talked about things. He was mm-hmm. at Grayson's birthday and I hugged him. So Aww. happy to see him. He was so happy. Oh my God. It was Aww. at Grayson's birthday. And, you know, I feel like we understand each other because we've had those uncomfortable conversations and mm-hmm. now we're not living in assumptions. We're not living in our own heads. We're not telling each other false narratives. We're telling ourselves false narratives. So I think we're in a much healthier place now than we were before. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to uh, shift gears a little bit and get into some of the mess yeah. of it all. Of course <laughs> um, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nicole, so I've I've been a fan of yours since you, you joined the show. I think you're Thank an you. ultimate housewife and your life in general is just so aspirational. But with the Larsa accusation, when she said that at the charity event that you sleep with every doctor at the hospital, I believe is what every what single the, one, every single every one, every single one. <laughs> I swear to God on it. <laughs> what? Like you were so composed in that moment, but what kept you from like just going berserk? <laughs> The fact that we were at a charity event for Alexia's son, you know, I respect what Alexia's been through and what she was trying to do for Frankie. And it was just like, this is not, I like kept telling myself, this is not the time and the place. This is not the time and the place. Like I wasn't going to, what was I going to do at that point? Flip a table, throw a handbag at her. You know, there was press at the event. It was there for, we were there to raise money for a charity. I just said, you know what, get through today and we'll deal with this tomorrow. But that was literally all I kept telling myself, like, breathe, get through today. We'll deal with this tomorrow. And Gertie, at that event, like, could you guys tell tension was was brewing over within that conversation? Of course. I, we, we, we could start overhearing the, the, the raise of the voice of the debate and the intensity of the tone. And I was like, oh, God, no, please, let's not do this right here. Because everybody loves Frankie and we wanted to just make this event right, you know? Yeah. And I mean... Considering Larsa is a friend of Alexia too, for her to like sling that low blow at such an important event kind of, I don't know, speaks to, speaks to how little she cares about, like, or just how like self-involved she could be in, in certain instances. I'm the type of person that there's a time and a place for everything. Right. And even mm-hmm. when they were fighting, you know, Larsa and Lisa were fighting at Alexia's wedding. 
I think Marisol, myself, Gertie, all of us were like, this is not the time and place guys like shelf it. We'll deal with it another day. I just, I don't think that at people's weddings, people's engagement parties or people's fundraisers are the events to have these things, right? Like hash it out at lunch, hash it out the next day, but just not at these massive events that are important Mm -hmm. to people. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what followed is what I think is maybe one of the most iconic uninvites ever in Housewives history <laughs> is when you send her the the mirror that was wrapped in a black box. It was beautiful, beautifully delivered. I thought it was like an invitation going around. I'm like, where's my invitation? <laughs> and I'm like, the Indian who was like, oh my God, yeah, beauty. And I'm like, oh no. Like, it was crazy. So funny. <laughs> Tell me the thought process. Tell me the production that went into that. Did you did you source this mirror? How did you, did you cricket it yourself? Was this a DIY project? So the way the mirror was born, I was doing my makeup. We were getting ready to film or do something else. And I was talking to my makeup girl, who's now become a very good friend of mine. Her name's Grace. And I was kind of just venting to her. Like, I can't believe that this girl has said this. Like, she doesn't understand the repercussions. I was like, she has mm-hmm. a lot of audacity. Like, you know, look at the decisions she's made. She should look in the mirror. And so then like, you know, we kind of said that. And I said, I don't want her to come to my engagement party. She already fought with Lisa at Alexia's party. She formed the show at the fundraiser. Like, I don't want her ruining my day. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to uninvite her. So like we had the conversation about the mirror. We had the conversation about the uninvite. And then we were like, how do I uninvite someone? And then I was like, you know what? She made such a ridiculous claim. I'm going to just treat her as ridiculously as her claim was. So then I was like, I'm going to uninvite her with a mirror. And then I had to pay someone to make them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it was like an expedited, uh, you know, delivery. <laughs> well, because we were planning the engagement party, I asked my party planner and I was like, Hey, you know, like those mirrors, when you get to a wedding that says like the seating assignment, like you're seated at table 52 or whatnot. I was like, do you think I could have a little one made with a message? <laughs> It was dumb. It was petty and it was dumb, but it was really the only way to treat such a dumb accusation that you're sleeping with everyone at the hospital. I mean, it was everything. And if that's not in the clubhouse soon, I'm going to uh, start a petition <laughs> and get it there. You know, I don't <laughs> even know where the mirror worth. is now. I, I, mean, I have to make Andy another oh, one, which is totally right. doable. <laughs> I'm happy to make him one if he'd like one. <laughs> Gertie, like you said, you were there and you were very enthused about this gift that was being delivered to Larsa. What... Once you realized what it was, like, to me, Larsa looked a little embarrassed by it. What, what was the feeling that you were getting from her once, once she realized? I was trying to like, what's the ending? I wanted to know what the heck this thing says. So when she stopped that fake and I was like, wait, what? I'm holding the label. I'm looking at the ribbon. I'm I'm a party fan. I'm I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, I can't wait till I get mine. What do we have here? And then I hear the word, who's the fakest? And I'm like, wait what? Come again. She stops in real life. I would have done this and I'm doing it because this is reality TV. I w- I'm going to be me. And I'm like, nosy ass me. I'm like, <laughs> I want to see what this says because I am now in my mind, like Nicole sent like what I go around and you hear my, my, my screech. I'm like, I, what, what, what is this about? And you don't see me after this whole thing happens. I, I ask her, I'm like, what did you say to her? And I kept like, prompting her to try to tell me what happened. So that's why I didn't know why this was sent. I didn't know the information. As soon as I left her house, I'm literally texting Nicole, like, I'm going to call you. We got to talk about this. What, what, what was this? Because I was in the middle of it. So imagine me. I'm like, oh, my God, you know? <laughs> I loved it. Now, also, Gertie, you had some stuff going on with Alexia at the beginning of the season. And, you know, we met you season four through Alexia with you planning the wedding and everything. And then I completely understood where you were coming from in the sense that you felt 
you know, the friendship was one-sided and and that you felt like used in some ways, but you guys had a a very up and down argument (laughs) at Adriana's video shoot that provided laughs and cries and and, uh, intention. But where do you guys stand today? I think we're cordial. I think we stuck the landing and I I hope, I hope, you know, and the thing about it is that with, with the medias and and these interviews, like if you say one thing that offends the person again, then you back at it again. So honestly, I feel like I take it day by day because I haven't heard from her, but I Mm -hmm. guess no news is good news. I don't know. So I just wanted her to truly understand because I gave her the respect of being empathetic about her mother's, you know, passing. And as a, a planner part of that as well, I did imagine everything was canceled the day of the wedding services, mm-hmm. vendors, the whole thing. So I sheltered her and really did my part and like, oh my God, vendors stay away. And this is what's going on. And I, you know, checked in on her and so forth. And so, you know, when she tried to ask me to, to plan the, the celebration, which is the wedding celebration that you guys saw, mm-hmm. I wanted to do it. I was already booked and she's like, I'm not moving my date. So we, we're at a sense where I'm like, oh, Okay, so I'm booked and you don't want to change your date. I never do this, but let me try to help in any way I can until she then insults my charity event for my brother who's deceased and my nieces who are deceased. And that was kind of like, I don't even know what you have to say about my my charity event, but this is not even right for you to even utter those words because I would never have done that to her and her emotional happenings in her life. So for her not to have understand that she hurt me and not say, I'm so sorry, full stop. It was like, Oh, well, I didn't mean it like that because obviously, you know, I wouldn't, I can't assume what you, how you felt and how you meant it. But it, to me, it was low and it was not acceptable. And I just want to sorry. And it just dragged on too, too long because, you know, some people can't say sorry right off the bat when they think they hurt you. So it was a lot. It was a tug of war, but I think we we're in a better spot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love Alexia. I think she's fun to watch. I think she's opened yes. up so much of her life. But yes. yeah, sorry. Sorry is a hard word for her to utter. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Diana, I told Adriana, I told Adriana, don't hold your breath, baby. That divorce little issue that she she ain't saying sorry. Move yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and speaking of that, when we finally realized that Adriana was divorced or her boyfriend was divorced, but yeah. they just they failed to scroll. <laughs> and we we learned this at the at the lunch, uh, the lawyer lunch. Yeah. And another iconic moment from you, Nicole, was the uh, Amex card flip onto the lawyer's lap. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I, and you know, maybe this lawyer felt insulted by it, but when he walked into the house, everyone was yelling at everyone. It wasn't you making a fool or a mockery of the situation. I I believe when he walked in, Alexia was screaming at Adriana. So what, what was your mindset about (laughs) going and reaching for, for the purse and the, and the credit card? Because you just simply want to know what, you know, an answer. You want some legal advice. I mean, when Alexia called to invite us or invite me to the lawyer luncheon, you guys don't see this phone call, but I, I specifically told her, I was like, Alexia, I'm like, it's kind of weird to have a lawyer luncheon. Like if I'm going to be discussing a prenup or a postnup or family law matters, I'm going to discuss it with my family, not Mm -hmm. a bunch of random girls. And privately and privately. And I was like, that's like, to me, something that I think is a very private, personal conversation. I was like, so I don't know that I'm going to come to this. And she's like, Oh, come, it'll be fun. She's like, you can ask the lawyer any questions you want. She's like, knowledge is power. I'll never Mm. forget. She's like, knowledge is power. So I'm telling you, I don't have a question for a family lawyer. You tell me to come and ask anything. Well, what's important to me at that point in time was my career that was being slandered. So I'm going to ask a question regarding that. If you would have just let the lawyer answer my question, there would have been no credit card, right? Like everybody else got to ask a question. Why couldn't I? So 
if you're not going to let me ask because you're paying for his time, well, I too will pay for his time to make a point that I think needs to be made because these women are out here talking crap about Adriana's guy who's a doctor. They're lying about her. They're lying about me at my job. And I think it's a pertinent point to be made that slander is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and to your point, had she just let the lawyer answer the question, it would have been, been such no a issue. nothing burger because his answer was like right. flat. So it just was a whole lot of mess for no reason. Correct. So I, I definitely, I agree. I agree with you there, but it was it was quite entertaining and fun to watch. I have to say a couple more things. Gertie, recently you said that I believe the press tour with, with Russell, that Larsa is the fakest of them all. As far as castmates on your show. Why do you feel that way? Well, mind you, I never had an issue with Larsa and I thought we were friends, even if she had issues with Nicole. I'm one person that can definitely be friends with multiple people in separate situations. And so you see me on the show like, oh my God, Larsa's that girl. She's so girl power. She's, you know, a girl's girl. But it's like after watching it, like all the viewers, all these confessionals of her being like, Gertie doesn't know what she's talking about. She shouldn't be talking like Michelle Obama. Would you ever say, and she's just going on and on about it being really being disrespectful, dismissing me, always acting like she's confused when I speak. And so I'm kind of like, okay, I guess we friend differently. Cause I mean, I just didn't expect that those types of reactions from her, not one nice thing about me does she say she's, it's always kind of like condescending. So I'm kind of like, and then it trickles into the reunion and I'm like, why are you treating me this way? So I'm not too sure mm-hmm. what is happening. And that's why I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'm going to do the false pretense in my head that we're friends and maybe we're not, or do you have anything to say to me? So I felt it. I mean, my feelings right now about it, I feel hurt more than anything about the fact that I'm like, I thought we were friends and the way that you're coming off right now is not what I would define as a friend. And so it was a silly game, silly question. I'm not, I didn't even say anything about the reasons why I wasn't, I thought she was the quote unquote fakest, you know, she's a great girl, but it's just that I think her behavior towards me, through what I saw on the episodes is not what I would have wanted as um, from a friend, you know? So, yeah. 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 I totally agree. And then lastly, you guys did film a reunion like a couple weeks ago. What, what do we as viewers have to look forward to? Hmm. A lot. <laughs> I don't think you're even going to have to like, you know, put up your volumes because there's going to be, a, it's going to be very loud, very chaotic, very emotional, very emotional. And it's just, again, working through those kinks is just so many of them, you know, it's like, it never, it's never ending, you know? So yeah, it's a lot. It's, compl- it's complicated because it's like, okay, so y- you have your feeling, your baseline feelings about what happened during filming, right? Those exist. Mm-hmm. But remember, we don't see each other's confessionals. Yeah. I don't know what Gertie says behind my back. Not that Gertie ever says anything bad about, we're, we don't roll like that, but the other women, right? So then you're surprised. Like Gertie says, you're like, whoa, I thought we were getting along. Why are you taking that jab on me on the confessional? So then you add the confessional to it. Then you add the things that people say in their press interviews. And it's like, there's all these layers where you're surprised and you're like, wow, wow. I didn't know you were saying that about me. You know, like Marisol and Alexia were on watch what happens live the other day. And they were like, oh, we like the newbies, Gertie and Julia. end of sentence, right? Like, okay. So now you're making a very public stance that you don't like me. Well, then don't text me off camera to have lunch with you. You know, like 
it's right. like little things that just like complicate the relationships. It that does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And, you know, for me, back to Larsa, it's kind of like, you know, the first episode, you see that Larsa's in her feelings about what Lisa said about her house. I'm the one that says, hey, Lisa, she's hurt. I'm playing peacemaker there. You'll see at the reunion. Again, I'm trying to build, you know, fences between some relationships with her involved. And so she sees that I'm literally right and dying, like meaning like I'm trying to, you know, be a peacemaker and make sure you're good over there. She, I don't see that, re- that reciprocation. And that's why I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to kind of say something that, that speaks to how I feel right now. And I don't think that she's you know, been a good friend to me back the way I, I have with her. Lastly, before I let you guys go, I recently got engaged and <laughs> I, I do not have a Dr. Nicole Martin budget, <laughs> but I do have a portion of it. Gertie, what would be your number one tip for brides out there that want to have like a nice wedding, but they don't have the big budget to do so? You're going to have to prioritize. I think that a lot of people think that they should have everything top notch. I mean, maybe you're into music, so splurge on your band. Make sure it's the top best band that plays exactly what you want them to play. And maybe the flowers are not so important. So that's how you're able to kind of balance the balance of the playing field within your budget. So prioritize for sure. And one thing I'll say as well is do not go dress shopping before you actually pick a venue. I see brides walking down the aisle with these gowns, like Cinderella gowns that are made for a chateau and they're getting married on South beach in the sand. So make sure it matches. Your theme has to match. Pick a venue first and a planner. <laughs> yes. Book those with time. The good ones get booked up quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes, guys, you just got world-class wedding advice from Gertie. Thank you so much, Gertie, for joining us. And you too, Dr. Nicole. We love you both here on Marley Corrupt. And we look forward to seeing so much more of you guys. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.